Hello and welcome back to the TFA Scouted Podcast. I'm your host Adam Scully and in this podcast we take a look at players and coaches that we believe have very bright futures in the game. In the last episode we looked at Simone Pafun, the Udinese's 17-year-old wonder kid who has already made his debut with the Italian national side under Roberto Mancini and has certainly proven himself to be one to watch for the future. Today, though, we will be taking a look at a player who has already made the jump from South America to one of Europe's finest leagues, leaving Boca Juniors last summer to move to Mark van Bommel's Royal Antwerp in Belgium. That player is 21-year-old centre-back Gaston Avila. Already an Argentine champion with Boca, Avila's move to Belgium has helped him to develop his game to the point that he is already on the radar of some teams from Europe's top five leagues. Born in Rosario, and with a very similar profile to Manchester United's beloved central defender Lissandra Martinez or Licha, Avila is one to keep an eye on over the next few years. In this verbal scout report, I will be joined by a man who has watched Avila very closely, TFA recruitment analyst and the ever-present co-host of the TFA Scouted podcast, Bryant Marquez. Before we begin, though, please make sure to rate the podcast five stars, hopefully. It's greatly appreciated and helps to grow the podcast and to get more and more excellent guests on. And to get more and more ears on the podcast too, which is always fun. So now, without further ado, let's get into our analysis of the central defender slash fullback by first speaking to my co-host, Brian Marquez. Brian, welcome back to the TFA Scouted Podcast. How have you been? Adam, I have been really, really well and very excited about the player we're going to talk about today. Well, the player we're going to speak about now plays in the Belgian First Division, which is for Royal Antwerp, Mark van Bommel's Royal Antwerp. Many will remember him as a, a bit of a Dutch legend. Uh, it's Gaston Avila, and he plays as a defender for Royal Antwerp, who are third at the minute as of recording. I believe it's going into the playoff rounds now. I'm To, to be honest, I'm not entirely sure how the playoffs work. We actually have a piece on the TFI website from about a year ago, I want to say, where... I think it's Brandon, who's our Belgian expert, breaks down the how it works. It's bizarre. The like, <laughs> yeah. it's it's crazy. Like, it, it's so alien. If you watch, if you watch top five league football or just Premier League or anything like that, it's incredibly difficult to grasp how many playoffs there are. Because playoffs for relegation, there's playoffs for Euro playoffs for the Championship as well. Of course, so it's nuts. But he came across from. Boca Juniors in Argentina, and he played for Rosario Central, I believe. I think, I think it was before Carlos Tevez became manager. Tevez has since left. Yeah, before, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he was, yeah. yeah, but he played for Boca Juniors. He yeah, won he, actually. He, he won the, the the league with Boca Juniors, I believe, in twenty twenty. Yeah, I believe, but I don't. I don't know if he was big part of that. Um... No, but he has a winner's medal. Yep. Yeah. Maybe he has it. Yeah, I think yeah. he has it. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He has a winner's medal. Yeah. Um, he may he may not have been a massive part because he was only coming through the academy at that point, and he then went on loan. Then a couple of months after to Rosario Central, he's from Rosario, so I suppose it wasn't the worst loan move for him. He came back to Boca Juniors and became a mainstay before going to Royal Antwerp for a couple of million. I think it was under five. It was about four and a half million euros. So that yeah. is about it was a really point. good. Yeah, it was a really good signing for 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 both for Antwerp and, and Boca Juniors. They have a wonderful eye for talent in Belgium, don't they? I don't know what like they they have a knack of of signing players for from places like Africa. I mean, even at the minute you see with with uh, Victor Boniface and Gift Orban, they have a wonderful knack of signing 
really exciting young players and then selling them on the to Oxford, a top yeah. five league. Even, even Lyle Foster is another example of yeah. signing South African. players from outsider leagues and he's South African and he's now at Burnley. He played really well at Vesterlo and now he's playing at... Well, he was going to play in the Premier League, so that's a really good but He'll example. be a Premier League player next season. The four, the four, unless I'm yeah. massively forgetting someone, he'll be the fourth South African player since Stephen Pienaar. Is that have I am I right? Maybe it, it maybe per- will be something like that. Yeah. Did, did Percy Tau play for for Brighton or Bournemouth? Maybe I can't remember if he made his debut. I can't remember if he played, but it, it's really crazy because um, you know you remember South Africa 2010, and then you yeah. haven't seen constant players on, on on Europe, and it's really crazy. But it's a really good example of how these players from outside leagues like Argentina or something like that can play uh, mm-hmm. Europe and Gaston Avila for me is a really good example of it. We've seen a lot of players move over from Argentina to one of to, to some of Europe's biggest leagues in, in recent years. Obviously this season alone we had well since the summer apologies we had Gaston Avila who moved over from Boca Juniors in I think it was the summer, if if I'm not yeah, if I'm not it wrong. Was the yeah, it was the summer you had Maxima Perone, of course, who moved to Manchester City, and you had Julian Alvarez as well that moved over to Manchester City. Yeah. You had Carlos uh, Alcaraz. Carlo, I was going to say Carlos Alcaraz moved to Southampton as well. I mean, it's, it's such a it's amazing seeing how many players go from Argentina and move yeah, to. It, it was a very dynamic. It was a very dynamic summer for 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 Argentina, and even names like Alan Varela, for example. Mm-hmm. We're close to flying to Newcastle, I yep. think. Yep. So it's a market teams are looking forward. And mainly when you see players like, I don't know, Lisandro Martinez or even like that in the Premier League. And Gaston Avila really find for me difficult to adapt to to Belgium and all that. He struggled a bit a bit in the first matches and the first months he wasn't playing regularly. And then he entered to the squad when they have a bit of uh well Antwerp started the season really, really good. Yeah. With uh I, I think they were unbeaten for a several mm-hmm. for several matches. And then they were on a poor form, maybe that you know, that punch in the face when you're winning so much games and then you went down and it's very difficult mentally to to get up from there. And Gaston Avila filled the left back spot of Antwerp, which for me is not a traditional left back, but mm-hmm. at, at least he is having regular minutes and he's for me he's playing really well at the moment. Well, let's provide some context firstly before we move on to that. In Argentina, he can play as a left back, of course, but in Argentina with Boca Juniors, he mainly played as a central defender for Boca Juniors, especially a left sided yeah. central defender because he has left foot. He was doing really well. He made the move over to Antwerp, Antwerp, but but he started as he's been playing as a left back in a four. At Boca Juniors, he played in a four as well, but he was left central defender with Antwerp. It's as a left back, kind of similarly. And this name, these these names will come up quite a lot in this podcast. I would imagine, kind of similar to when Lisandro Martinez made his move from Defensa y Justicia over to Ajax, and when. Pierre Ngapier went over to Bayer Leverkusen. They can play as left back, but they kind of transitioned into, I suppose Martinez is a bit of a midfielder as well, more so. Probably Ngapier yeah. is a better comparison. I think 
I think Avila is more like Martinez in his style, but the way he's developed has been more similar to Ngapie, who, of exactly. course, we've yeah. done a TFA scouted podcast on in the past. He can play left back, and but he's kind of a he's kind of like a Benjamin Pavard, if that makes sense. He's kind of like a central defender. He tucks inside when they have the ball. He's not like an overlapping fullback that yeah. you'd see, like a, an Alfonso Davies or a, a, an Andy Robertson, for example, just off the top of my head. Um, do you think part of the struggles to adapt to Belgian football was the fact that he was kind of thrown in as a left-back, having played as a central defender for quite a while at Boca Juniors and Rosario? Central. Yeah, you know, when we can talk about, we can start to talk about his defensive attributes with that question, because when he was at Boca Juniors playing in a four, he's this kind of modern centre-back to play in high mm. blocks with a really... Yeah, fast pace, you know, he's a pacey center back to run back and all that. He has um, good coordination when defending on, on his line, but he likes and he tends to step off his line very aggressively. And at times, I find Gaston Avila so aggressive, you know, he can be proactive and wants to anticipate passes. Well, as we'll, we'll speak, we'll say in a bit, I actually. I think that can be a weakness as well, but we'll mention that yeah, in, in a little bit. That, that could be a weakness, but the thing is about your question of adapting as a left-back, maybe because of that, he adapted so well when he started to have regular minutes because mm-hmm. he's then a proactive player who wants to step off his line, go and press high or mark players. So when he's defending, he's a left-back and he has the, the freedom to do to, to do this on the Van Bommel's system, you know? Yeah. Um, he's not the biggest player. He's not the tallest player. Um, but I think he's higher than, than Lisandro Martinez. Well, he is because he's, he's, he's about six foot, whereas Martinez obviously is five nine. Um, actually, yeah. when I when I... This is a funny story, but maybe it's not funny. Maybe nobody will, will laugh at me on my... my disgraceful math but when i converted his height from centimeters into feet and inches which is what i i would use in dublin and ireland and a lot of people would use centimeters but i i struggle to convert that but when i did convert it it converted to five foot twelve which obviously is like saying the 32nd of july it's not doesn't exist um but he is <laughs> six foot whereas martinez of course is five foot nine so there's a good bit of a gap there he's not small by any stretch of imagination he's not massive oh. but it's not a bad thing he's quite mobile yeah, he's not, I don't know, he's not Tovi Alderweireld or yeah. Virgil van Dijk, you know. But Harry Maguire. He, or Harry Maguire, yeah. Uh, but he is a really brave player to mm-hmm. go and block long balls. And the way he defends his box is a really uh, South American way of blocking everything, you know, yeah. and going to duel. Like Lissandro Martinez, that's what it reminds me like, of. He's I mean, yeah, he, he has... A so similar playing style to Lisandro Martinez. He he, yeah. he has this, like he's an animal defending his box, trying to block even low shots with his head and everything like that. He has uh, positional maybe issues that we're going to talk about mm-hmm. uh, later. But one of the things that really stood out for me of Avila and since Boca Juniors he has really showcased is his diagonal long ball yeah you know he he has a really good uh 
technique to execute those passes. And when you execute long passes, mainly the diagonal balls, you have to give the right tension to the ball, you know, because if you send this long ball and it's a slow one, you're going you're not going to dynamize a possession or you're not going to find the player into space. Or if you want to find him to his foot, you're going to maybe just slow down and play a ball to the side that it was taken different. But if you play with the right tension and Avila does it quite regularly, and he has growth in his precision and how effective he can be with that kind of delivery because at Argentina and, and in Boca Juniors, when, when I watch him, he was a player of a really good intention to make this kind of uh, deliveries to uh, players out wide. And, but, but at times it was um, a bit of anxious delivery, you know, because he, he knew he, he does it well, but at times it was irregular right now. He has developed really well. And, we talk about well, his similar playing style with Lisandro Martinez and his on-the-ball qualities for me, Adam, mm. are really, really solid. Yeah. I think just touching on the, 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 the just touching on the switches of play that you mentioned, when you look at his progressive passing map and his passing map overall, and even just when you watch him in general, it's really noticeable how many times he does switch to play. Now I I believed when I watched him up, so I watched his games at Pocket Juniors and I watched him at Royal Antwerp as well. I was thinking maybe it was more to do with a, it was a tactical thing the manager wanted from him, but he, even, even if it is, he still has the quality to do it. So you see so many times and he, he does it so, so well being able to switch the play from left to right. And it's such a good skill. And, and again, as I said, we're going to be bringing up the name quite a lot on the podcast, but it's something that Alessandro Martinez does incredibly well. Yeah. When he's playing with Manchester United or Argentina. He switches the ball so, so well from left from left to right. And obviously that's massively, it, it's helpful because even things like uh, Virgil van Dijk at Liverpool, one thing that he was always so good at throughout his time at Anfield, van Dijk, has been that massive, I call it like a, a driving... Uh, sorry, my 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 golf terminology is really poor because I don't really watch the sport. But it, he he hits the ball like he's swinging a golf club, and the way yeah. it's just so accurate and it and it switches well, the play yeah. and it's so powerful and rapid but accurate. It's amazing. And Avila yeah. Avila, sorry, is is so so good at that as well. And you're right on the ball. It's really impressive. I think he opens his body up really well too. The fact that yeah. he's left footed and can play as a left sided centre back is his, probably his best position in my eyes is really yeah. useful because even with uh, Eric Tan Hag mentioned recently, I think it was after the uh, Nottingham Forest versus Manchester United game, Man United won 2-0. T- uh, Harry Maguire played on the right side of the back two, Lindelof on the left. And Ten Hag was asked about why Maguire is playing on the right instead of the left because he had played on the left for so many years at Manchester United. And Ten Hag mentioned the passing angles are just different than he suits the right yeah. better. And that's it's the thing different. you get with a left-foot centre-back because it's quite... It's so difficult to, not difficult, but but it, it, it's a lot harder to play out from the back when you have a right-footed defender on the left because yeah. you're not as comfortable opening your body up. So if the ball comes across exactly. from the right centre-back to the left centre-back, they're taking a touch with their right foot and it kind of, you have a closed body shape then and it's a little bit easier to press them. And when you're a left-footed player and you see it with Avila, when he receives the ball, his body's open, so he can play down the line on the left, or he can play inside with his left foot, or he can switch the play. So I think it's a really, 
really good skill to have for a central defender and he's such an excellent ball playing defender which in the modern age is is like winning a golden ticket yeah and for me at football right now the first touch is everything you know and when you have a right footed center back you don't go into you're not going to have the same angles you're going to have with the, within his first touch uh left footed center back can can bring you you know you you don't have the same time and space or the same reaction time and the players that are pressing it could be easier for them to steal the ball of a left-sided central defender who plays with his right foot and Gaston Avila not only for his long ball and long distribution is a solid player with his, with the ball on his feet he is a really good um, player when he breaks lines and tries to drive in, he's very aggressive too. Even when he plays as a left back right now at Antwerp, he sometimes goes to the attack and he does it with a really, really uh, incisive and powerful mindset. You know, mm. he 60, tries to pick the ball. Yep. 63% successful dribbles this season at Antwerp, which is amazing yeah. at Boca Juniors. In his last full season with Boca, that was 73%, which is, again, he's an excellent dribbler with the ball. And yeah. he has that, not low center of gravity, but he has an ability to stay yeah, to stay, to stay in his box. feet, not fall over yeah. at challenges, to, to go by a player who's pressing him, to, to hold off someone who's pressing him from behind. It's a really good skill to have. And again, when you have a center back that does that, and he's quick, so okay, he loses the ball, not great, but he has recovery speed to get back. But when you have a cent- central defender that can dribble forward it helps because you pin the opposition further back because when you drive yeah. into the space they'll fall back so already you're starting your positional attack while they're parked at the edge of their area in a low mid to low block or a low block because you've driven up the field and they've all dropped back because they know that they can't yeah, do, they, they could come and match you so they could dismark their man and come and defend against you but they're leaving then a free man open and it's just a mess so yeah. usually instinctively teams will just drop back towards their own goal when that happens and I think having a centre-back that does that is is, is one it's a, it's a wonderful attribute for a coach yeah having a, a centre-back who can drive the ball and dribble and a centre-back of his versatility that can play at left-back mm-hmm. and not only tuck in and stay as a centre-back during the game he can yeah. go and make the run outside inside and he's aggressive to take shots or to take crosses so it's really good for him to be as well as we talk on Piero Hincapié you know is really good for young players to play in several positions and yep. left back for him is bringing um new angles of vision new uh, concepts for him of when he has to attract attract the press and then release the ball and when he goes outside and and receives the ball there he can play through the middle of two players he can find the gaps and all that as well playing in a central channel and breaking lines and passing it connecting it to a inverted winger or anything like that you know those kind of modern passes that the center back made makes at this moment in, in football yeah and it's a really good attribute to have and it, it, it's really good to to have this type of player um, who's very brave on the ball and off the ball because you can be brave off the ball and that's what the people is looking for a brave player you know a player who can make mm-hmm. tackles and all that but you has to be have to be brave as well asking for the ball making through passes that for me is very brave as well not 
many players do that. Many players just have the ball. The ball comes for him, and then they play side passes and square passes and all that, and they don't. They're not dynamizing position possessions. Well, to quote Pep Guardiola in the All or Nothing series a couple of five years ago now, which is crazy how, how long ago that was, uh, yeah. he said you have to learn to play football with courage, and uh, Avila certainly has courage. But while we like to discuss his abilities on the ball and how important he is for teams in possession and for how important he was for Bucky in possession and for Antwerp now and his ability to tuck inside, create that back three almost when they have the ball and uh, rather than bombing up on the left-hand side. I do want to discuss the bread and butter of a defender, which is, again, the art of defending. Now, one of the, the matches I watched of Avila was when he was at Boca and they played, correct me if I'm wrong on how to pronounce this, because I'm going to use the very ang- <laughs> Anglo pronunciation of it, Banfield? Banfield, yeah. yeah oh, is, is that genuinely how it's pronounced? Yeah, yeah, you're correct, Banfield. I was <laughs> expecting it to sound more like South American-y. Um, sorry. <laughs> but in the first half, watch... I'm not going to lie, and I'm not going to sugarcoat anything because I don't like lying to the listeners. We like to also discuss weaknesses. He had a nightmare performance in the first half. He was genuinely woeful, and he was massively at fault for the goal that Banfield scored in the first half. What happened was, and I'll describe, I'll describe the goal... And you can probably guess what I'm going to say is the massive issue with his game. Banfield, I'm pretty sure they had a counter-attack. Yeah, they did. They had a counter-attack and they were driving forward. There was no real menace to the counter-attack. I think if he stands his ground, they, you know, he'd be able to to nip his leg in and win, intercept the ball or, or you know, stop the or shuttle the defender out to an area where it's more comfortable for him to defend the wide spaces, which again, we didn't say that, but he's actually really good at defending the wide areas. Um but he didn't. The player ran directly at him and he jumped into a tackle on the floor. The ball was played in behind them. As a result of him diving in and being miles out of position near the halfway line, the right centre-back had to come across then to the ball and the right back had to tuck inside. Now, the problem with that was that left the whole left side of the box free. The cross came in. There was nobody at the back post because everyone was covering for Avila and the Banfield player put the ball away with a great finish. My qualms with Avila when I watch him, he for a central defender especially, he goes to ground way too much. Yeah, for a central defender, that that's one of the things. That's why I'm saying, that's why I said in the start of the podcast that he's too aggressive, too much too proactive mm-hmm. you know uh, he makes impulsive decisions at times trying to um look for the ball and he goes to the ground and he step off and cuts a player trying to dribble and he goes to the ground or he does a tackle with so much strength and that's the thing with Avila at Boca Juniors and Antwerp where he when he plays as a center back in a four you have to know those jumps off your line have mm. to be with so much determination that you're going to go and have the and grab the ball and win possession again because if you don't you you're not going to do it it's it leaves so many spaces you know the yeah. center back is going to cover you and then the right back is going to tuck in and 
how many spaces that left left spaces on the right left spaces on the left and it's so difficult you know it, it, it's a really difficult uh, task to be a center back on a back four mm-hmm. when you're in a back three you have two central defenders covering you and it's much easier to have freedom and to go and be aggressive tackle or make or, or you make an, a mistake and the player has dribble you and you have players to cover but when you're playing on a four you have to be intelligent to do that and for me uh, his best tool uh, defending is how he goes and defend the box you know he has the concentration the awareness and the power of trying to get the ball out and clear the ball outside his own third own box sorry uh with the with, with all he can you know with all he has and can and it's yeah. something yeah. uh really you can see it with Lisandro Martinez but the difference on Martinez is that you have a very powerful and aggressive player that tends to drop uh sorry to step off his line and he goes with so much determination even if the player is Danny Welbeck he's he's going to to go and mark him and and defend him with so much power and, and courage and he's brave and he's not only brave he has the technique to rob the ball from behind and all that and Avila needs to develop those kind of things and may maybe that's why he has been adapting so good to the Belgian football because playing as a left back you have this um freedom to be aggressive and you can step off your line with the knowledge two players or even three, if the midfielder comes to cover you, you're you're going to be safe if you make a mistake, you know. But he has been growing in that term in the last three or four matches at Antwerp. He has been really good going to to duels and a very with a change of mentality and the determination of going to a, to make a tackle or something like that. So that's really really good. Well, perhaps that's the reason why Mark Van Bommel has preferred to use him as a left-back in the early days, and eventually maybe he'll... Well, we know. Well, is that confirmed? I'm afraid to say something unless it's not confirmed, but there have been reports that William Pacho will not be at Royal Antwerp in the summer. Fabrizio Romano reported that. It's not our news. I'm not entirely sure if it's confirmed. It might be. But anyway... Maybe Mark van Bommel sees his future as a centre-half, or centre-back, sorry, and the reason he's playing full-back is just to kind of learn the ropes a little bit, get it, get that. He doesn't want to lose the the aggression, but you've got to be careful also because there was a lot of times, and there was especially in, I can't remember what game it was, I was watching him play. I watched a couple of matches, and on one occasion, he ran the channel. He, uh, he tracked yeah. back from a long ball into the channel, and he was defending 1v1, and it was inside the area. Player's not really going anywhere. He just got to square it up, delay the attack. But he went the ground, nearly gave away a penalty, and then the team almost yeah. scored. And I thought, I was thinking to myself, I would be terrified if you were my centre back because you're an amazing player. You got to be careful because you give away a penalty. You don't want your centre back going the ground. Fullback maybe because you can like yeah, exactly. you go the ground. Yeah. You have a little bit more leeway as a fullback, but as a centre back, you it's a bad sign if you're constantly going to the ground as a central defender. Um, Brian. W- before we wrap up the podcast, let's talk about... We didn't discuss this last week with Simone Pafundi because he's only a kind of a kid and I don't really yeah, feel totally. comfortable talking about teams he can go to in the future yeah. because given the the lack of, of opportunities given the young players in Serie A, you know, God knows where he'll end up in the future. But because Avila has already moved from Boca Juniors over to, to, to Belgium and I'd imagine 
there's a number of teams from the top five leagues keeping an eye on him already. What kind of, where do you see the next phase of his progression being once he kind of settles in at Belgium, maybe next season he has a great season and then he move, he'll move. Where can you kind of see him ending up? What kind of football does he suit? What league does his style suit the most? Look, for me at the moment, uh, if he could stay one year at Belgium to to ha- watch how his development uh, continues to grow, if as a left back or a left center back, I think he has the versatil- versatility to develop in those two positions. His natural position is center back. For me, maybe uh, the Bundesliga could be a really good league for him, but if you think of a league that could, uh, that could like work on him on that intelligence to defend in a better way, for me, Italy is a really good place. You know, in the way of calm down his aggressiveness, be more intelligent in his tactically uh, position on the field, mainly on a back four, those kind of things. I really think. He could be, uh, he could improve so much um, at Italy. And when you think of, I don't know, the Bundesliga. Obviously, I I think of the of the German league because on the ball he's so direct, he's so vertical in of the ball. He's so intense and aggressive. Mm-hmm. But at the same at the same time, you have a player that has to correct and fix those issues because. He he is so proactive. He goes to the ground so much, and he has to learn tactically and technically how he has to defend better in a mainly in a back four. So for me, Italy could be a really good place. I like it. I like it, and I'm really looking forward to seeing his progression over the next few months. Yeah. He's become now a regular starter for Antwerp. I think he's started the last couple of games. He's a really exciting young player. He's you know I, I loved watching him from his time at. Boca Juniors, of course, but now it's exciting that he's in Europe as well. And I would really like to see him stay. He's obviously going to yeah. see out this season, of course. He can't move, but I would like to see him stay for one more season. He'll still yeah. be young. I think he'll be 22 by the end of next season. So it's still very young if he has a great and, season, which he, 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 I mean, you're learning under Mark van Bommel, who was an amazing number yeah. six, six, I suppose you can call him back in his day, defensive kind of minded midfielder anyway. And he'll, teach you all the tricks and the trades of defending and the art of defending. And I think staying under him for another year, providing he keeps his job, of course, but I still think it's the right environment for for him to be in. It's the right place to learn and to grow and and develop your skills. And then in a year's time, at the end of the 23-24 season, if he's had an amazing season, I can guarantee you a wave of clubs will be in for him and then he can make a move to a top five league. Yeah, but I I thought of a team in context. He's... Outside the two leagues I mentioned, but he's quite similar to him, to Facundo Medina. Yeah. He's compatriot at Lens, and it could be a, a replacement in a sh- medium term, maybe, because Medina is being searched by top teams in Europe. So maybe it could be a, a really good team for him, context mm-hmm. in even the league context, but the club context, how they are growing and how they're giving opportunities to young players is really good. So it could be a really good team for him as well. I agree. I agree. And if you haven't watched Gaston Avila, please do check him out because he's now in a league that's a bit more accessible. 
I want to say you can you can watch. I could be wrong here, and I've completely messed this up. But I believe you can watch Belgian football on one the one football app. We're not sponsored by them, by the way. This isn't a this isn't <laughs> this isn't an ad. If they would like to sponsor us, go over. But they do not sponsor us. I just I think you can. I could be wrong. Check it out for yourself. If not, I I can only apologize for for leading you all on. But I think you can watch it on the one football app. And if you get the chance to watch Royal Antwerp, please do. Watch it for Avila because he's a, a wonderful talent and I'm really looking forward to seeing his progression in the future. Brian, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast today. I really enjoyed this chat and to all the listeners at home, I hope you enjoy it as well. Make sure to tune in on Friday for another regular episode of the TFA podcast. I'm hoping to have a very special guest on. I don't want to confirm that yet, but I'm I'm hoping to have a very special guest on, so keep an eye out for that. Also, make sure to rate the podcast too and share it with your followers, friends, and family, as it really helps us to grow. Thank you all for listening, and goodbye for now.